Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Oh, my God. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Centerize Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit centerizebury.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Center Ice Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go blues. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a dining brook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Ogilvorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Wow. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 33 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is our live post-game show following the Blues' dramatic win over the Minnesota Wild uh, this evening. This is the uh, often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, please check out our sponsors, manscaped.com, rockandidlife.com, and centerizebrewery.com. They help make this show a lot easier to produce, and uh, and more importantly, they have some great uh, products and services. We wouldn't have them as our sponsors if they didn't. So I think I speak for both Bill and Jeff when I say that we are not going to come on here and ask you to buy a product that we don't personally enjoy ourselves. So uh, that's not how we operate. Never have been. So You don't speak for me. I, I Well, I'm going to. I'm doing it. Just trying to stop me. Okay. Well, uh, this is the one time I'll allow it. <laughs> we're extremely picky about who we allow uh, to sponsor uh, our show, and we're proud to have them on board. Cool companies with cool products. Uh, we spent nine years telling like it is on the show, so uh, we bring that hard-hitting truth and honesty when it comes to the Blues and NHL, and we're not going to uh, change that when it comes to the sponsors of this show. Uh, we're broadcasting live on uh, Wednesday. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. I believe it's been 10 years, not nine years, my friend. Next year's the 10th year. Yeah. Next year, September is the tenth year. Yeah, September is not that far away. It's not ten years. It's not ten years. I'd say okay. Now you screw up the entire intro. To to be All right, wrong. Let's start over. To be wrong. Let's start over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're broadcasting live on Wednesday, April twenty eighth, two thousand twenty one. This is franchise episode number two hundred ninety nine. All the time. And if you're good at math, you've already figured out that this is episode uh if this is episode 299 that means our next episode will be our 300th uh in let's go blues radio our history our 10th our 10th our 10th whatever it's close to 10th 10th 300th whatever 
Um, your hosts tonight are uh, yours truly, Kurt Price, Bill Day, and Jeff Ponder. And for your listening pleasure, for the next little while, we'll be talking St. Louis Blues hockey. To interact with the show on social media, we are uh, on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just do a search for us. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Check out our Discord server, letsgoblues.com slash Discord, where you can voice or text chat us with other Blues fans uh, before, during, after games. Uh, we are dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't done already done so, please subscribe to the show, smash the bell, so you'll get notifications when we go live. Welcome to the big show, fellas. Oh my God, uh, I, 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 roller coaster, I guess. I mean, it's a uh, used term, but yeah. oh my God, oh my God, dude. I going into the to, to knowing that we had this post game show tonight. Blues go down early. And I was thinking, okay, they got to come back. They, you know, not to get too into the game now, but they score that goal in the second. And I think, okay, that's all we needed. You know, they they go down two nothing at the early in the second. They score the other one, make it two one, and you think, okay, we might have some fun on the show tonight. You would think. Then they go down. <laughs> then they go down three one, and you're like, God damn it, we're all going to be miserable tonight. We're going to be upset. Blues are going to get killed. They're going to get steamrolled. And even so, maybe they just lose three to two. And it was just ah, no way. Yeah. Then the third period happened. What a what an awesome game that was I, to watch. I, 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 I it's hard to even put it into words. Even though you just had about four hundred of them, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Um, so we'll get into that here um, in a, in a bit. Such a, I, I, this Blues team. Uh, you ain't never know what you're going to get uh, with this team this season. You know what I compare this Blues team to? I compare it to um, the greatest show on turf, the Cardiac Cardinals. Like, I'm not saying they're at those levels, maybe, but they play that style that it's just like, it's back and forth, and it's just heart attack after heart attack for Blues fans. We got some uh, active active chatting going on in the uh, in the YouTube chat uh, right now. What a game by Derek. Um Goes without saying, right? Oh my god, I, I I've said oh my god about eight times already. The show, um, I said what a game probably twenty times I, since the game ended. I, yeah, so so we'll, we'll we'll have a little more intelligent analysis. In a bit. That's all uh, we got, folks. Just, what yeah. a game! Oh what my game. god, <laughs> we're just yeah, we're just drooling over ourselves, and you know. We uh, we completely blew it, you know, blew our wad watching the game and have nothing left to give. <laughs> right. yeah. Emotional oh Uh So uh, real quick here, we got uh, a couple things. Uh, the Jeff, you wanted to mention something about the Ponder Cup, right? Yes. Uh, for those that are unaware, May 15th, I was given the green light from uh, our friends at uh, Queenie Park at Midwest Hockey that the... Uh, that St. Louis County has now said that um, they can have up to 500 people in the building at once. Uh, so anyone who was kind of iffy on whether they could come or not, if you want to come watch some bad hockey support, uh, well, I will say, first of all, the uh, we're having our 50-50 because we usually do the raffles. We have prizes. We didn't do any of that this year because we weren't sure, you know, what the restrictions are going to be with the county. But we have a 50-50 going on. We're wanting it to be massive. Uh, obviously, 50% goes to you. The other 50% goes back to bethematch.org, uh, an organization that most Blues fans are probably familiar with. So that is something worth showing up for. And um, I will add that if you would like to reach me, if you can't make the event, um, 
I, uh, you can also Venmo or PayPal me. I'd, I'd be glad to give those to you if you reach out to me. And uh, you can buy your tickets ahead of time, and you don't have to be there to win. So uh, if you're interested, it's just a dollar, six for five, that whole deal. Uh, it's a 50-50. Like I said, 50% goes to be the match, so that's a big deal. Um, and then I also want to really quick, we are still looking for refs. This happens every tournament. You're probably thinking, wow, you guys are cutting it close. This is every this is every time we run this. We, it, it takes until about a week before the tournament that we get people to finally sign up and ref. So if you are a referee and know how to roller skate, uh, we could use your help. It is a paid position. Uh, reach out to me. Uh, you know how to reach me probably. If not, email me, jpotter94 at gmail.com. Tweet me at jpotter94. Find me on Facebook. Whatever. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. I think we're going to have a fight in the YouTube chat. <laughs> oh boy. Uh Andrew uh Tykeson said uh one of his one of his points he was making about the about the game. Uh, great to see Sanford and Thomas finally playing well. <laughs> and uh, and uh Ooh. Turner Turner Plackfire says Sanford playing well. Man, I don't agree. <laughs> but yeah. so uh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, Sanford Sanford got called out by uh Yeah, he uh, did. Um what's his name? Uh, Brian Boucher yeah. on the uh on the on it tonight. Rightfully so. I uh, love yeah. that. As well as he National showed up. media calling a local guy out. That, that's, yeah. you know, turnover machine getting called out for, it, you know, and yeah, absolutely right for Ruby to have benched him. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm betting he's back there next game. Uh, Clem Costin's KHL team, the uh, avant-garde Omsk, uh, won the uh, Gagarin. Did I say it? Gagarin? Gagarin. 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 I think it's Gregarin. Gagarin. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cup today in the KHL beating uh, CSKA Moscow in six games. Costin had a goal and assist in the final uh, and finished with nine points in the playoffs. Had an awful start to the season. Got a lot of press locally, a little bit anyway, uh, about how he had just been, had, hadn't had a point in like something like 18 games or whatever it was to start the season. Uh, crazy. But, uh, uh, finished, got on track, started and finished strong. I think he finished around 27 points this season. Um, and he ended up being a key player in their, in their championship run. So, uh, he will be brought over at some point here and, uh, may get some playing time down the stretch for the blues. So, or in the playoffs. So we'll, uh, we'll see how they handle him, but I, I assume he'll be over here at some point. At this point, you know, I would say about a month ago, it was, holy shit, God, this team, his team needs to lose so he can come over here and play. Yeah. Right now, it's like Blues are rolling just fine. So we'll see. We'll see what they do with them. It should yeah, be they, interesting. I mean, they could easily stick him on the fourth line, take oh, Sanford yeah. out of there. I mean, I, I, I don't care who you. I, I don't care who you put in. I don't care if Costin has what was it three games experience or whatever it is. Uh, he, uh, sit Sanford for anybody and give them a shot instead of Sanford because I'm. I'm done. I was done with Sanford a long time ago, and I'm just tired of it. It's 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 every it's every game. That was a, a tweet tonight that I admitted that I was going to bring up on the show that I'll just mention now. I uh, I am no longer a Sanford apologist. <laughs> I have stepped down as one of the lone St- Sanford apologists after his turnover tonight late in the game that could have cost oh, the Blues almost the game did. in that yeah. Almost did. Jesus. Uh, that was that was my breaking point. I am no longer a Sanford apologist. If he never wears the Blues jersey again, you will not hear any complaints from me. And it wasn't just a turnover. It was an awful turnover. It was awful a lazy, turnover. lazy, lazy little, 
lazy little flip pass try to go through somebody. Such a soft little dinky, lazy ass soft pussy pass, and it got picked yep. off. Oh God, I'm yeah. so pissed. That's that's something that as a coach, when when my players would do that, I would literally bench them and say, "You're done. You're not playing to the next period," because that is something you learn at a very young age that you do not just float the puck up the middle like that. Yeah, and I, I think that would have cost us the game had it gone to somebody like uh, Kaprizov or, mm. you know, but uh, Hartman Hartman had a lot of five-hole to shoot at, and he put it right in the pad. Yep. Uh, the official beers of the episode 299, uh, what are you guys drinking to celebrate this amazing victory this evening? Uh but mm. I, I don't know. I got I caught flack last week for, for going with Bill. So why don't we just yeah. – well, we, last week, we went with uh, – what we do? What we do last week? Because we're, you know we're not changing you know, it. We're going to go nuts. We're going to go nuts. You know what? Our our first person to say their beer of the episode is Cameron Smith in the Facebook chat. He says, my beer of the episode is Michelob Golden Light. What a game tonight, he says. <laughs> so I guess he's going golfing, Kurt. Uh yeah, the golden light yeah I could I could, that's a that's yeah. a post golf bear sure. Oh yeah, that's the hundred uh, percent organic one right? It's not bad. I mean, as far as light beers go, it's fine. Light low calorie beers, I think it is right. Isn't the golden light low calorie? I mean, lower than most. No. I thought it was like a Bud Select. No, probably not as not as low as Milk Ultra, but okay. All right. Yeah. I, I had I think I had it one time when the beer selection at whatever bar I was at was like totally just not good, and I was like, oh, I'll take the Michelob Golden Light. That's fine. And it wasn't too bad. That's all right. Yeah, I think I was there for that. Ah, uh, that might have been. Where was that? That might have been. That might have been uh, Ballpark Village. Stagger? Yeah. Was no. it Stagger? Oh, Stagger. I think it was Stagger. It was Stagger. Yeah, was, I, it, nothing appealed I have, to me. Yeah, I've yet to uh, hang out with you at Ballpark Village. I never make those. Yeah, well, Kurt and I apparently hung out the same night at uh, the, the Blues won the Cup, but we never saw each other. No. No. How about how about that? That we um <laughs> who, who went first so last weird. week? Who went first last week? It was me, I think. Okay, Jeff, you yeah. go first. Uh yeah. All right. So uh mine is uh one that we've had often on this show. The best IPA in St. Louis for my money, Centerized Brewery, the beauty. Uh just uh again, we we mentioned the art many times, but just a good smooth IPA that I like. Bill, sir, what you got? <clears throat> Uh, I am drinking a beer to be named later. Um, right now, I am rocking the um, Good and Gather Cucumber Mint Sparkling Water. So I will I will be partaking soon. I'm I'm doing a little late night multitasking again. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. <laughs> I can't think of a more manly drink than a cucumber mint. This is. <laughs> I I bought I, this on a whim a couple of years ago and absolutely love this flavor. Okay, just, it is great at the end of the day. What's the uh, What's the name of the uh, sparkling water? The uh, 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 no calorie. Um, God damn it! Uh, anyway, we have a deja vu here. The, I think we talked about this already. The lemon lime already. Okay, yeah, lemon lime. It's La Croix. La Croix. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where it is. Anyway. Uh, so uh, mine this evening is the Lining Kugel Summer Shandy. Nice. Which uh, it's a good one. I I it's one of my favorites. Uh, bottles fine, but man, this stuff on tap. I, I don't. Sometimes some beers just taste like ten times better on tap than a bottle. Sometimes I mean, usually it's better on on, on tap than a bottle. 
But I don't know what it is about this particular one, but it's like way better uh, uh, on draft. So it's whenever this this time of year is, I mean, this, this is summary time of beers and it's, I see it in a bar. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take that draft. That's good. It is so, also great uh, Kurt, in a can after you cut the grass on a hot day. Brush a couple of those. Uh, I can't. One. I can't do beer in a can anymore. It makes me a snob, I guess. I got to pour in a glass. You are a snob. Yeah. I think when I'm when I'm chilling outside on a hot day, I'm all about the can. That's when I'm rocking the can. Uh, but Kurt, while we're on you, uh, Cameron Smith in the Facebook chat, I don't think he re. Maybe he does. Uh, I don't know if he realizes the shirt you're wearing. He says, in the words of the Let's Go Blues dot com slash slash shop t-shirt, these guys make me drink. Yeah. So yes, uh, that is for those of you on the podcast. Kurt is wearing the famous Let's Go Blues dot com slash shop shirt. They make me drink. It's a blues logo with a beer bottle. It's a very very well done, sir. Isn't it funny how famous and infamous kind of mean the same thing? Yep. He's not just famous. I remember one time he's in he's famous. In famous. <laughs> not not to uh not to talk about my personal life or my professional life, I guess, too much. But one time in a I remember I was when I was doing some copywriting, I wrote something about uh the infamous something such and so. And I was told that is such a negative connotation and I should change the word and I really need to focus on changing the word. So I came back twenty minutes later and I came back with famous and they loved it. And I'm like, man, my job is so hard. <laughs> Literally re- removed two letters. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll dive deep into this uh, game tonight. Uh, afterward, from uh, Manscaped. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in blow the waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. Talk about the ultimate utility, man. Manscaped is like the Nolan Arenado of ball trimmers. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean with the Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Skin Safe Electric Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Anti Chafing Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Spray On Toner for your balls made from soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And speaking of comfort, the Manscaped Anti Chafing Boxer Briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level. It's a whole new balls game, folks, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code LGB. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. Uh, So I guess we have a hockey game to talk about tonight. The Blues. Oh, we do? Losing the wild, I think so. Uh, and the title oh, of the show I, is I the post game show. About the, uh, I thought we were going to talk about the Golden Knights and the Avalanche. No, no. I, I mean, no? we could. Okay. We can. If we want to, we can do that. But Okay, I'll I think, talk about that instead. I think anybody listening would rather talk about the Blues game. But uh, So let's do that first, and then we'll think about it later. Uh, okay. N- no Pareko for this game. Uh, it was he, he was a game-time decision. They uh, thought he might play. Uh, speculation was that he he probably would play. Uh, I got that's the vibe I got from the uh, the uh, beat reporters, but uh, that did not happen. Uh, Minnesota was is, was seventeen four zero at home, and they had won seven straight coming into this game. Uh, Blues had won two straight, and the Blues have uh, been a better road team than at home, which is not a not a secret. So it's a, it was a good test for St. Louis tonight. 
Uh, in the hey, so real real quick, you mentioned the seven or the yeah the seven game win streak for um, Minnesota yes. going into this game. Yes. So uh, those wins came, and this is in order. Uh, first win we'll start with Coyotes, Sharks, Sharks, Coyotes, Coyotes, Kings, Sharks. Uh, so so not... all teams that they should be beating. Right. Um, and their last loss came against the Blues. 3-2 overtime on April 10th. So, um, yes, good for them. Seven-game win streak, that's huge. But um, clearly when you, you yeah. play a team that is uh, trying to make the playoffs, and I say that because Arizona does not seem to be trying to make the playoffs at this point, uh, that uh, the, <laughs> they, they, they're they going to struggle. Yeah, I, would you would you say that the three game win streak that the Blues have right now is more impressive than the seven game win streak that uh, uh, Minnesota had when you factor in the teams they played against? I I would say it's about. I, I know this is going to sound crazy. Maybe I'm just sounding like a bluser here, but I say it's about equal. Well, I, I mean, you, two big wins against Colorado and then a big win against Minnesota. All three, well, all three wins came against teams that have already clinched playoff berths. And they're they're 15 points ahead of the Blues even after tonight. Yeah, I mean that's it, it, well, and they're pretty impressive. <clears throat> their streak. It wasn't that long ago where the Blues, you know, if they played well, they had a shot. They were within striking distance of Minnesota. Now, not not at all. But no, uh, no not even close. No, I'd I'd say Minnesota, you know, played the way that they should have against those teams and racked up the points they needed to. But it was during Arizona's complete downward spiral where they they couldn't, you know, get a point until they played us. Um and you know, the Blues you yeah, I agree with Jeff, you know, it's pretty equally impressive because the Blues are now doing it when they have to do it, but against much harder competition and in a smaller sample size. Uh, ben H301 in the YouTube chat says, how much did we pay Hoffman this year? He's making $4 million on a one-year contract. Which is which, oh, which a lot answered. less than yeah. people would have projected him at. Right. Yeah. He was like was, uh, thinking they were gonna, he's going to make like six or seven. So, yeah. Um, so first period, uh, I, I thought the Blues had a great first period. I thought this was a fun first period, a fun hockey game. I thought the Blues played really well. Minnesota played okay. They played they played fine. Uh, but the Blues had the better period, um, outshot uh, Minnesota by quite a bit. Uh, and uh, Kairou's breakaway chance uh, had Talbot smoked early in this game. Really, oh, yeah. Real early oh, yeah. in this game. And he should have scored this. He, he's, I mean, he's got, he's got Talbot juked out of his jock. Right. And, uh, Krug sprung him on a great pass, but he shoots way too soon, way too soon. On what, a cutback. what do you think he was? What do you think he was thinking there? He, he, he has moved down before he even came in. He has, uh, while, while he was coming in, he had his move down. He's like, I'm doing this and shooting real quick. And he did it. Didn't realize that Talbot sliding out of the net. And if he had and if he had held onto it for a half a second more or a third of a second more, uh, he's got a wide open net to slide it into. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I I think he I think he thought for whatever reason that Talbot was going to slide a bit more actually, and I think he was trying to go five hole. I oh, think I that's don't. why he he chipped it as quick as he could. I don't. I think he was but trying to really, go. Really, at the at the I, end of the day, it, you're right. That's what he should have done. He should have held it for another split oh. second, and he got a wide open net. I thought he was trying to chip it high, and he kind of he kind of didn't get it up in the air at all. But I, I still, even with that said, uh, 
if if he's if he doesn't have it predetermined, and if he has it, uh, if he if he's thinking while he, which is hard to do. I, I, I mean, it's bang bang, right? But uh, you know, he's he had a fantastic game uh, as far oh, as chances did. go. That oh, whole my God. that whole line, oh my God, they were fantastic. But but he 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 couldn't finish, and even on his goal, he didn't finish. He he lost the puck. Um, I was going to say clearly, all he had to do was just skate the puck <laughs> towards the net and not do anything. Yeah, and he would have right. scored in that play. But I mean, he had. He, I mean, he is so dynamic. Uh, at the top of the zone, cutting around players, dipping through a couple players, uh, quick cutbacks, a uh, little toe drags. He's fantastic. Um, real quick. But, uh, but man, if he, if he doesn't create the opportunity, but then just doesn't finish, he like, he, that time he, he waited way too long to shoot and he got the uh, stick lifted and, and stripped away from behind, uh, it was just an example. Uh, he, he's got to learn to get that shot off when he's got the opportunity. I think he just waits a hair too long, uh, and, and, and he loses that chance, which on the breakaway, I guess I'm saying the opposite, you know, wait, but yeah. But but still, I mean, when you're in traffic, but in, you in, got a shot, bang, take a take take the shot. It, the positive on that play, uh, let's just say, first of all, Kairu's in the perfect position to receive a pass coming on a breakaway, sure. and and he did that multiple times. His goal later, we'll talk about same thing. Where he's in a perfect position to receive a pass and come in one on one with the goalie. Uh, but that pass from Tory Krug, whoo, uh, that's nice. what you signed the guy for. And and I don't think we've talked about him on the show. I don't think Krug has played bad by any stretch of the imagination this season. He's just not putting up the offensive numbers. Well, I'll tell you what, if he can make stretch passes like that to a streaking guy, a guy who can skate like Kairou or Thomas on the regular, I mean, that's worth the price of admission right there. The, well, the thing with, with Krug is that he's putting up points. is just not getting any goals. They're all assists. He's got 26 right. points and he's got one goal. So they're all assists. I mean, he's what is he? He's tied for second on the team in assists. So, so yeah, he's he's, he's Adam Oates. Yeah, he's he's Adam Oates, he's Greg Janney. He's involved in the scoring, but he's not you know power play wise. He's got he's got one power play goal. Um, so no five on five goals. We talked about that. Um, uh, and uh, so I, he it'd be nice if he could contribute you know more goals to the situation, but. You know, he's got, he does have 26 points. So he's, as long as he, the team scores when he's out there, that's all that matters. Whether he's getting it or not, okay, it's, it's just, that's a different story. Um, so a couple, a couple comments here I want to mention on uh, Kairou, Ben H301, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's a new live listener, at least a, a new, new live commenter. Um, if uh, Kairou could finish more consistently, he would be one of the top players in the league. Andrew Tykeson adds Kairou will get there. He is still learning and getting better week by week. I think, and it just, I think Kairou's played fine. I think there's been stretches where he's kind of been lost a little bit, but um, with the injuries, you know, he's got to, he's going to still see the ice time. I think he's been great for the most part, but um, yeah, it's a consistency issue. I think if he plays the way he played tonight all season long, he's in the talk for the Calder. Uh, it's just, and I'm not saying he'd be better than Kaprizov, but I'm saying he would at least be in the conversation. He, uh, because of in inconsistency, I think is why we're not seeing him in those conversations. He he started off the season great. He, he finished very well. The first, what, dozen games of the season, something like that? Uh, mm -hmm. First 10 games, whatever it was. 
Uh, he was a, he finished great, but he's lost that finishing touch for whatever reason. Yeah. It's like it's like, dude, get some stickier tape on your blade or something because it's sliding off your puck, uh, sliding off your stick. Yeah, uh, when you go to shoot uh, often. So I mean, he he does all but the hard worked. work. He, yeah, <laughs> but it worked. For yeah, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, it worked. It worked in our favor tonight. But I mean, he does all the hard work. He's got that puck on a string going through traffic, and he goes to shoot and it slides off his blade. I'm like, what the hell? I, so you know, get it, get that figured out. Um, yeah, and he'd have uh, uh, a lot more. What does he have? Let me goals he has. He's got figure it, uh, out. Figure it out. He's got ten goals. So he'd have twenty goals if he. Uh, well, he'd have yeah, eighteen goals if he. Uh, you know, Bill, he'd have forty goals, out. right? I was about to say, I, <laughs> I don't think he would have forty goals. That, that could only be accomplished by Mike Hoffman. He'd be pushing twenty <laughs> if he if he if he if he could hold on that puck and 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 he had that finishing touch still. They had early in the season. He'd be he'd be pushing twenty goals. Um, so you know, Brodine scores uh, on a, on a point shot. Didn't seem to be, and this was interesting because uh, Lou Korak, a Blues beat writer, uh, on Twitter said that uh, on this goal, he said, uh, "Not sure what Bennington could have done on that shot." Which I was like, I kind of tilted my head. I was like, "What? What?" I, I agree. I agree. The first he's, yeah. Yeah, he should have stopped it. Thank you. He saw it the whole way. Yeah, there was no screen. Uh, maybe, maybe it grazes off Eric and X, Erickson X stick. Maybe, but he didn't. He didn't credit for the goal. But yeah. I, I thought maybe it grazes it and changes direction a little bit. But you couldn't tell on camera if it did, and they didn't give it to him. So you have to assume he didn't. But uh, yeah, Bennington sees it the whole way. No one's standing in front of the goal. If anything, I guess maybe Erickson X sticks gets in his, maybe distracts Bennington maybe. But if so, that's ridiculous. But he should have had that shot. That's, it's, it's a, I, it's a I feel like goal. the problem with, the problem Bennington had on that goal, and, and Bill, I, I want to get your take on this clearly. Um, I feel like he was looking to the left of the slight screen in front when he should have been looking to the right. Like he had his head, I'm going to see if I can do it here. He was going like this as opposed to this. He he wasn't following the play as clearly as he could. He was looking around players, and he was looking the wrong direction, which is why the puck was able to beat him so cleanly. That was the way I yeah. read that play. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I, here, here's the – let, let oh, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> even if uh, – even if, uh, you know, he's just square, you know, to Jeff's point, you know, with him seemingly leaning the wrong direction, even if he's just squared up, I think he has a better shot at stopping that. Um, you know, I, it did seem like he was fighting the screen that, you know, a little too hard there. And, uh, yeah, yeah it, it just, it was a bad, he was in bad position to begin with. Um, yeah. I, I thought on the first two goals. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I found correct tweet. He said, uh, every time I see Jordan Bennington look skyward like that, I get the sense he feels he should have had that one, but not sure what he could have done with that one. Brodeen gets the goal, but looks like it took a deflection. Uh, so I guess he's assuming it was deflected, but uh, I, I mean, no. it, I, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, if, if it was, uh, it wasn't reported as being deflected. And so. Well, and if it, if it was deflected, I mean, yes, obviously that's something that a goalie's going to have to fight and uh, make a miraculous save. But look to Bill's point, he wasn't in the right position. Even if that puck is deflected, 
there's a good chance if he's in the right position, he's he's so close to the net that it still hits him somewhere in his body, in his midsection or something. Uh, he was he was just he wasn't square to the shot, like Bill said, and I think that was the biggest issue with that first goal. And again, I love this period. Uh, even though the Blues are down one nothing, oh, yeah. I I was I was feeling oh, yeah. good. I was feeling good about this. I was like, okay, Minnesota got a goal, whatever. We had a really good period. Outplayed them, had the better of the period, outshot them. Uh, just don't have a typical Blues second period, and we'll be we'll, we should be okay if we keep playing this way. That's I think that's what every Blues fan thought this first period should have anyway. So. Yeah. No, I, I love that first period. I, I thought, and this is this is something I've said about this team. You know, the games they've get, they've gotten killed in, even against some of the lesser teams of the division, I get mad and I get frustrated and it's just, oh, fuck, this is ridiculous. They should be winning. They should be. But a game like this, even in a time where they have to be winning games, that was such an entertaining first period. If that game would have gone the same way for 60 minutes, and the Blues lose that game one nothing two one. I'm still walking out of that game happy because the Blues yeah. played well. Sure. So that was the way I looked at that. If that's the hockey we're getting for this game and maybe even next game, hell yeah, I'll take it. Win or lose, that sounds awesome. I just want to be entertained. When they're fucking down four nothing after the first period or five one at the end of the second, that's just not fun to watch, and it's frustrating to to, to watch your team go through that shit. So we outshot the wild 13 to 10 in the first period. It was 13 to, it, it was like, it was, I don't know. It was like 13 to six or something like that at one point. And the wild finished yeah. strong after that goal. <clears throat> and then the second period happened, which was, which was an awful period, a terrible period for the blues, a good period for Minnesota. However you want to spin it, whatever. Uh, it was, it was not, it, it, the, the, uh, why, it, the wild scored the blues two to one in the period. And it could have been, it could have been three to one, could have been four to one. Uh, less than a minute into the period, Minnesota scores. And I was like, well, shit. You know, we're down one nothing. Now it's two nothing. And now I'm pissed. And now I'm looking back on the first period thinking, oh, man, the missed opportunity by Cairo, who should have scored, you know, and how the game has like drastically changed. We missed opportunities in the first period. We outplayed them. We didn't score. And now they're up two nothing. It's kind of like, I guess you could look at it like the Bruins did in the first period. Uh, and the final against us, to a lesser degree in this game, because Minnesota didn't play as bad as we did in that cup final game in the first period. But uh, Boston was down 2 nothing, going to the second, and they played a good period. So uh, at this point, it's 2 nothing, uh, and I'm like, shit, missed opportunities, right? Uh, and I thought, I thought, uh, and O'Reilly and Shen on this play uh, both missed assignments bad. I thought, uh, 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 first off, Bennington gave up a bad rebound on this play, I thought. And then uh, nobody picked up uh, uh, Eric Sinek in the uh, on back door. Like, all of a sudden, O'Reilly and Shen both see him, and they're like, holy shit. And they both and they dart over there, but it's way too late. So, because uh, both O'Reilly and Shen and are both in the slot doing nothing. That is so rare, too, with those two players on the ice at the same time. I mean, O'Reilly especially. Those guys are very good in their own zone. So to see them both just miss an assignment like that, uh, that's that's rare. Even even in the Blues' darkest days of this season, that's something you didn't see often. So yeah, I'm sure that was something that uh, frustrated them beyond belief. Was it uh, was it that goal when Justin Falk broke his stick while he was sitting on the bench because mm-hmm. he was just was, so pissed that it even occurred? Was that the third <laughs> that was goal? Third. third. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. But still, frustrating as hell. <clears throat> yeah, we I mean, all felt like Justin Falk though. 
<laughs> and yeah. then Hoff, Hoffman scores a power play goal to cut the lead in half. So at this point, you're thinking, and real quick power play goal too, off the uh, off the faceoff. And it's like, okay, great, fantastic. Hoffman does it again. Hoffman strikes again, right, on the power play. Um, and every time this happens, now I'm thinking, you know, finally they're using him on the power play like they should. You know, and they're giving him chances, and they're they're they're. That's granted. This was a kind of a different kind of play, but still. Um, but this power play goal for the Blues, as so you're thinking, okay, two to one, we're back in it. We can get some momentum. We got zero momentum from this goal. <laughs> no, it didn't change a damn thing, and Minnesota just kept coming at us, and then they scored again. Um, Felino answered from Minnesota just like a minute later, uh, restoring their two goal well, and- lead. And like I said before the, uh, when we first started the show, they score that goal and it's 2-1 and it's a completely different game. Yeah. And you're thinking, holy shit, the Blues, you know, if they come out, if they came out of that period, 1-1, you know, uh, in terms of goals in that period, 2-1 in the game, that's a win to me. Sure. It's, oh my God, they, they played a deep, they played a, a, a you know, uh, an even second period. They're only down by one goal going in the third against a, a team that, you know, the Blues have shown before they can beat. And it's in the Blues clearly have played a, a great third period for multiple games in a row now. So it's, oh, okay, that's great. Let's just hope that the Blues either can score another one or keep Minnesota off the board. And it's fucking right away. <laughs> I mean, like you said. A minute later. You know, yeah, the, the Minnesota, they, they come down, they get a couple chances, and you're like, okay, Blues will get the puck, they'll clear it, they'll, they'll you know, it's in the back of their net. And it's just, what the fuck? What is with the second period with this team? It's so frustrating. Well, and and it was a, it was a thing where they just kept coming in waves in this period. It wasn't, I mean, the Blues were dominated in this period. I mean, what was the what shots in this oh, period? Yeah. The shots were 16 to 7, Minnesota. Uh, and the play reflected that. Uh, it was just, it was, they couldn't get anything going uh, offensively as far as any sustained pressure whatsoever. Uh, they were one and done as far as the shot goes. Um, and Minnesota just, they cycled. They dom- it was a, it's crazy how each period was like three different games. There's nothing transitioned from one period to the other. There was no momentum from the first to the second for the Blues. There was no momentum for the second to the third for Minnesota. Um, I, it, it, such a roller coaster up and down game. Uh, it was. It was, it was like three mini games. Yeah, it really was. And maybe it's a, a a testament to both coaches making some killer adjustments in the in the uh, uh, in, in the intermission. Or what? Or just uh, teams pushing back like teams do in sports in general, right? When you're down, you push back. You try to. Um, but, geez. Um, so, second period blues, pretty much, right? It's been that way for a while. Um, the 50-50 penalty on Scandella, which was, it was hooking. Eh. They mentioned this on the air. I thought that was kind of a, a weak call, but whatever. His stick was in his gut. I so, did, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way because I, I thought that, too. I thought... He's got his stick up, yes, but he's not yanking. He's not, like, yeah. pulling on his hands. He's not – his stick's just in the midsection. You're allowed to do that. Um, and they both just kind of fell because they were both side-by-side skating into the boards. I didn't like that call one bit. I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that because typically, yeah. typically hooking calls, I've come to accept that any type of hook at all is just a penalty now. There's no time limit like there used to be. But that one in particular, I'm like, come on, that's that's a defensive play. He's just tying up the stick. Yeah. 
But yeah, maybe I, I'm wrong. Maybe we're just losers. I don't know. No, I, I, I thought I thought it was a 50-50 play. I thought both players were just battling, had each other tied up, and and Scandella went down, and his stick was happened to be horizontal against uh, – they both had each other tied up, and Scandella goes down. And when he goes down, his stick stays up there, and I guess it just revealed to the official, oh, his stick's up there. And so they called You know, him. I, I kind I of felt weak. like with the call and, – and I'll say, uh, I think I think Brian Boucher – does an excellent job. I actually love him as a as a broadcaster. I think he does a, a really good job. But um, I like to think that's what Bill Day would be like if he were a studio analyst. Um, <laughs> Just but uh, bringing it, good yeah, well, former goalie. You know, sure. yeah, of course, yeah. right. Um, no, I, uh, I I I I like his calls, but I feel like at first he's like, yeah, you got to call it. It's a penalty. But then when they showed the replay, I felt like he wanted to walk it back the way that he was kind of like commenting about the replay, but it was just like, eh, I already kind of made my point. So I just need to kind of stick with this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that, 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 you know, I, not to belabor this point, but it's one of those things that's just, it's called the, the ref catches, you know, just where the stick is positionally doesn't have to, you know, in this day and age, doesn't have to see a tug. The fact that they go down, he's going to call it, you know, it, it, right. it's 50, 50. And um, we've seen worse calls. So, you know, I, 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 you know, and I understand if, if a player is trying to make a play and the defensive player's stick is in his gut and even if it doesn't really get in his way, I can see the call being made. But I think with, in this particular case, I, the two guys were just kind of battling and had each other tied up. Um, and just to call one penalty, it was kind of a weird to me. It, it just that's the kind of thing you just let go, in my opinion. Whatever. Uh, it didn't. It, there was no goal scored on it, so it's no harm, no foul. But still, uh, I and okay. Did anybody else? I didn't see this mentioned uh, anywhere. But we're down three to one. Twenty twenty one or twenty two seconds to go in the period, and we have possession in our own end, and we just kill the kill the play. Did you guys notice that at all? It was, uh, Krug, I think it was Krug, was behind our goal, and he just held it, just stayed there, didn't uh, didn't bring the puck up the ice. I'm thinking, you bring the puck up the ice, maybe get a shot on goal. You got 20 seconds. There's time to to dump it in, get a get a chance. You're down three to one. Why, what what do you got to lose? I mean, granted, yeah, they could come back and score, but you're down three to one. You're you're killing the clock for like, not just like eight seconds. You're killing t- over 20 seconds of the clock, and you got time. That bugged me. Yeah, that my uh, my wife uh, typically, you know, doesn't really get too boisterous uh, boisterous about uh, the Blues unless they're getting creamed. And yeah, she said the same thing. She's just like, "What the hell are you doing? You got 20 seconds. Skate it down ice." Yeah. And I I get the let's just get to intermission and not give up any more goals, but that to me is a very defeatist attitude. Oh, I it's, agree. To you, when you're down 3-1, if you're up 3-1, yeah, you kill the clock. But if you're down 3-1, you skate it up. At the very least, get it to the red line, shoot it on goal as hard as you can, and have your guys crash and see what happens. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I I thought, I, as she asked me, she goes, is that just a normal hockey play? And I'm like, well, yeah, but typically when you're tied or up by one or two, yeah. You don't do that when you're down. You want to try and push the sure. play. And, yeah, I, I didn't like that play either. I thought at least, that was uh, at least just a very strange call by Krug. Just throw it on net. I mean, you, you never know what can go in. I, it's, it, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah, he did. He did that with about 
two seconds left. He finally took a shot from his blue line. And I was just like, where was that 15 seconds ago? You know, come on, man. Uh, So after the whistle, second period ended, uh, Blues showed some fire, pushing, shoving. Um, You know, maybe maybe that kind of something happened, fired the Blues a little bit. Uh, Bennington and Talbot had words as they skated off the ice, which I don't give a shit what your casual hockey fan or opposing team's fans say when they see this kind of thing, they get all, oh, what a piece of shit Bennington doing, whatever. I'm like, I fucking love this. I love the, oh, yeah. the, the jawing and the, you know, some of the all-time great goalies have done this stuff. They mentioned that on the air. Uh, Billy Smith, you know, Ron Hextall. They did this stuff. Ed Belfour. Ed Belfour. Bill Day. Patrick Waugh did it. You just, I mean, I'm not putting him in the, in you know, in the category of those guys, but, you know, some all-time greats have done this. This is, you don't see it as much anymore for whatever reason, the pussifying of the league, or I guess. But uh, it's awesome. It is a play with an edge. and I fucking love it. Um, and who knows? A little fire at the end of the period, a little back and forth with the goaltenders. Maybe it helped a little bit to push to motivate the Blues hmm. to do better let's, in the third. Let's, let's get historical here. And, Bill, I want to get your take as a goalie, um, your thoughts on this. But Sanford Bortuzzo, okay. Bennington and the Sharks, okay. Uh, Blues came back, started winning games after both those incidents. What happened tonight? That happens, and listen, I'm not saying it's a direct result, but it clearly isn't the other way. It's not, oh, well, they showed some fire there at the end of the second. Bennington was challenging Talbot, and the Blues got smoked in the third period. We haven't seen that happen at all. So clearly, at the very least, it's a nothing play. And it it's... It's not though. It's clear. It's it, to me at least. It shows that it shows the Blues have fire and they want to win and they want to compete and they want to battle. That's what you want out of your hockey team. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, I, go ahead, Bill. I mean, I I think that you know, I I, I don't like that uh, you know, that Bennington has to you know do these you know extra, get involved in these extracurricular things to pump himself up. That's one part I, I really don't like uh, of, about his his mindset. When he does it and it works, yeah, it, it's great. It's fun to talk about. But, you know, he's getting to the point of his career. And we talked about this, you know, in the chat a couple weeks ago, that he needs to start centering himself and being able to be a professional and, and just come in and, and play through play through the boring stuff, but still be pretty good at your job. Um, but tonight, yeah, it, it, maybe it did help fire him up. But I also think that this team has learned, especially with the uh, the recent success at the end of that Colorado three game set, that they can play with any team in this league when they put their minds to it. And you know, we didn't see the second period malaise in the last two games of the Colorado set. So it sucked to see it come back tonight, but, you know, come out in the third period and dominate the game, whether Bennington had a direct impact on it, maybe, but, you know, you know I think, I think, you know, the, the forwards played heavy and played and played the game, you know, putting the pressure back on Minnesota. And I, 
what the motivation was, I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to listen to the post game interviews. Well, okay. So as a, as a player, um, w- when I see my goalie uh, get fired up or have words, or, you know, uh, 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 hockey players are very protective of their goalies, right? And they will rally behind their goalies, um, protect them at all costs, kind of a thing. So I don't know what was, I mean, the players see that. They see the, the discussions on the ice with the goaltender. They see the fire. They see the, the, the fact the goaltender cares. Um, it, it always bugged me as a fan to watch a goaltender, uh, a really passive, unemotional goaltender. Um, hmm. he, 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 may, talking about? He, he may get wins every now and then. He may play well from stretches, and he may not need that to motivate himself. But as a fan... And as a as a guy who played in front of goalies for decades, I was like I, I loved the the seeing my goaltender care and get fired up because that instantly elevates the emotion of the team around him. That is just a fact. But I, I, I and and I mean, granted, uh, you could also elevate the emotions of the other team, but. I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. Um, and personally, and, and maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but uh, for me, uh, it always fired me up to uh, to I, I want to raise my level of play to to you know care as much as the goaltender does. Because uh, well, like I said, and- like I said, whenever a goaltender gets bumped, shoved, hacked, or gets upset, you you're automatically whether your goalie is right or wrong, you are on his side and you're in the other guy's face defending your goalie every time. One, is that not the psychology of the game, though, is because your goalie is a calm and collective, even a Billy Smith. I'm sure guys on his team looked at him as he's going to make a big save when we need it, and and that's going to be the calming presence we need to go down and win the game, to go down and score another goal, get the big win. Even a guy like Billy Smith, Ron Hextall, Ed Belfour, like they mentioned tonight, those kind of guys. And, and when you see them have that fire, it just – it elevates everybody on the bench. I mean, again, you know, we, we talk about fights, you know, especially now since they're so rare. You see a fight happen, and it's every guy on the bench is standing up and banging their sticks. It's it's because that you're seeing fire from your teammates, and it's even more so from a guy the guy who's stopping the puck. And uh, and and I hate to say it because I, I again I know that I always have to preface this when I say it I wasn't a Jake Allen hater but that was what Jake that was the type of Jake Allen play that we saw if that happened if this kind of play happened at the end of the second period Jake Allen's already in the locker room he's already gone he's already skated off and and it's nothing against him that's fine you know you don't have to get involved you don't you know you don't have to be there but having a guy who does do that like a Jordan Bennington, that ignites a team. Now, you can say the same thing about Jake Allen or, or whoever if they come out in the third period and just stand on their head. That's clearly going to rise the team to another level as well. But if you have a guy who's willing to come out and stand up for his teammates and say, I hate to, to use the phrase, but we're coming. We're coming after you. We're not just going to let you walk away with this 3-1 win. That's what you want to see from your goaltender, and I think that is a huge ignition point for the Blues. So in the uh, third period, uh, which I was dreading uh, the third period because uh, the, my only, the only thing I was holding on to 
for Hope was that, okay, uh, the Blues just have bad second periods, just the way it is. And, and they have very good third periods. So hopefully we have a good third period. We can get an early one and we'll make it close and we'll see what happens. And that's what happened. Uh, Hoffman got a <laughs> Hoffman again, got a power play goal early in this early in the period uh, from that same area. You know, uh, it's a broken record, cuts the lead to three to two. And just like that, the blues are back in the game. Uh, they've, and this time, I don't know if it was this goal that did it or if they had it before, but they have, they, they Minnesota didn't steal, uh, didn't take over the game after the blues scored. Uh, the blues kept the foot down. So, and then Cairo scores to tie it up off of a, this is, this was a, I mean, fantastic play by Thomas. I mean, uh, uh, Minnesota tries to reverse the play behind the goal and Thomas reads that intercepts it, spins around finds Cairo alone in the slot and Cairo comes in man, all alone, makes a couple of moves, loses the puck <laughs> and it slides five hole through Talbot. Um, you know, they don't ask how many they ask. They don't ask, they don't ask how they ask how many. So I was, uh, th- th- <laughs> I, I was just going to say on, on this one, I, uh, this is a, this is just a bonehead play by the, by the Minnesota wild. And, you know, you sit here and we talk about all the time, hockey IQ, right? That's a, that's a term you hear right in this play. You can pinpoint hockey IQ and Rob Thomas. He reads this play to a T. They win the faceoff. They slide it back behind, and and Thomas is just there. He knows what the defenseman is thinking. They want to kill clock. They want to try and like work it around a little bit, and then start to play up ice. And he reads this play perfectly, and then just knows. My teammate, the guy that I've been taking line rushes with in practice, he's going to be cut into the net. I need to be able to just look straight to the net and fire it up there and hope that Kairou is making the same play that he's made a million times in practice. And that's exactly what he did. Robert Thomas in this play, and we're going to talk more about Robert Thomas. We're not done, folks, (laughs) talking about Robert Thomas. That was such a phenomenal hockey play and just showed – how smart of a player he is and the difference he can make for this team when he's in the lineup. That wasn't unlike, that wasn't unlike the, the goal of the Minnesota scored. Uh, the blues won the face off uh, behind the goal and Minnesota stole it and then ended up scoring a few seconds later. Um, so same, same kind of deal. It, it was uh, Thomas red Jumba making that play, uh, trying to go around the Brodine and uh, you know, it's, it would have been funnier had, you know, I got this off right away, but it was like Dumbo was wearing 55 again, so he could be dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, uh, he telegraphed it, and a smart hockey IQ guy like Robert Thomas saw it. And, uh, yeah, kudos to Kairou for scoring the uh, Sega B button goal. Um. <laughs> nice. there's the comment of the show bill you uh <laughs> i was gonna give it to uh real quick uh john uh watching the show down in alabama absolutely love post game shows especially after comeback wins thanks y'all 
thank you, John. We appreciate that. And everybody else, there's, there's a ton of comments going on right now on YouTube. We apologize, everybody. There's a lot of stuff we want to get to, but clearly this is a big game for us to talk about. So thank you, everybody, for watching live. And uh, yes, Bill, 100%. You're, you're right. <laughs> B button. Um, and th this this was a I, I, I made a comment on Twitter that the third period, how is this the same team that played the second period? Because the Blues were so much better in this period than they were in the second. It, unbelievably better. And maybe Minnesota tries to sit back on the lead a little bit, and the Blues just came at them. Uh, but after that early first third period goal, you can't sit back if Minnesota. You can't sit back for most of a period and try and protect a one-goal lead. You can't do that. So, but how, how I, I, I know this is a kind of a philosophical question, but how much of this is, is coaching? And I'm not trying to like say anything positive or negative about Craig Ruby. The fact that they've had such bad second periods, but then they can bounce back so well in the third. Like, is it, is it that he comes out after the second period and says, what the fuck guys? And they just turn it on. Or is it, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know yeah. what it is that causes this team to play so differently between the second and third period. Whatever it is, it, it, you'd think that they'd be doing it between the first and second to make sure the second is not as bad as it is. I, I, it, it's, it's, I, I don't, I, maybe it's hard to manufacture. Maybe you know it's what? something you just, whatever it is, you just can't make it up. Well, the players don't know what it is. If they did, they'd fix it. The coaches don't. If they did, they'd fix it. It's just a really hard thing to, to analyze, um, and it's just mind-boggling and, and, and frustrating, infuriating, actually. Uh, makes you want to pull your hair out when you see the Blues come out in the first like they did, played a good period, uh, and the second was just horrendous. And I'll give I'll give credit to Minnesota. They played really well. Um, that's part of the deal. But uh, the Blues didn't push back at all in the second. They didn't have an answer. Um, usually if a team, you know, makes some adjustments and they'll they'll push back in the second and they'll have a good period to start the second if they had, a, if they had a, a less than a stellar first like Minnesota, but then the Blues would, you know, the Blues would come back. Like the game, hockey is a game of ebbs and flows. You know, one team has them in for a while. They'll have pressure, get some chances. Then it swings back the other way. And then just, you know, some period, some teams have longer periods of pressure than others. And, and then that determines who wins the period. But the second period was all Minnesota. There wasn't, yeah. I don't think the Blues had anything. They, how they got a goal out of that, I have no idea. <laughs> in that period, just a power play goal. But still. Bob, uh, Bob Burkowski, adding to my comment, uh, says, uh, quote, Barubi is a scary individual. Favorite quote from the announcers, he says. You know, yeah, I think he, that was uh, that was Boucher yeah. that said that, I believe. He should scare them yeah, in the first he and coached, second. He coached Barubi. Uh, Barubi coached uh, Boucher, correct? In Philadelphia. Uh, so, and then, uh, so the Blues had a very good period. I And I tweeted out literally like 30 game seconds before this happened. Uh, I said, I'd be perfectly, as a minute and something left, I'd be perfectly happy with this game going overtime because down by two going to third, yes, we'll grab that point and hopefully we get the extra one in overtime or a shootout. And then uh, Thomas gets the uh, gets the goal from Hoffman and Cairo on a little loft pass, a little loft float thing that just kind of bounces and Thomas is able to, the puck and Thomas are able to bounce through the Minnesota defense, <laughs> which was, I mean, you're, as you see it, develop you're hoping it happens that way and it did and then thomas gives a nice little against the grain flip uh, against uh talbot to a score with uh, 23 seconds remaining in the game so blues overcome a three goal or a two goal deficit a three to one a two goal deficit heading into the third score three goals unanswered in the third amazing 
Yeah, that the, uh, um, that goal was sick. Yeah, I mean yeah. Thomas corralling that puck. Um, unfortunately, it comes on the same night that Austin Matthews got his uh, what thirty fifth of the season, and it was a similar play except he batted it out of like waist high <laughs> past the guy and then whipped it past Jake Allen. So now he's a guy. He's a guy who may get forty. Yeah, <laughs> he and he and Mike Hoffman. You're right. He's 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 got a chance. Right. No, he's he is the leading scorer at 35. He's he is likely the uh, the only guy that's going to get 40 this year. Yeah. So. Although McDavid, he's on a pace for on a regular season something like 140 points, 130 points, yeah, something like 142, that. I believe. It's nuts, yeah. which is crazy. crazy. I wonder that's, what uh, that's Mario Lemieux numbers, and uh, was at 94. What's when he the came back out of nowhere? Let's say he were to hit what. Let's say it was a full season, and we get 142, whatever it is. That's the highest point total since who? It's been a while. It's gotta time. be Gretzky, right? No, That's, I I think Lemieux did it after that, right? No. Yeah, no. Lemieux Lemieux's uh, best years were uh, mid 90s, and uh, Gretzky after you know, he had some some really high point years and for the uh, the Kings, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Lemieux. One forty, okay, one sixty-one. Mario Lemieux, nineteen ninety-five, ninety-six. There you go. So it'll be yeah. Yep. Twenty-five years. If we're and then full before season. that, it would have been one thirty, I guess, for Wayne Gretzky, ninety-three, ninety-four. Okay. Man, that's I mean that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Special player. Um. We got we do have a lot of chat and a lot of comments in the chat. Um I don't know how many ready to go and queued up here. Let's see. Uh, uh they're they're Derek talking about they're talking about changes or go ahead. No, I was gonna say they're talking about uh who we protect in the uh in the expansion. Oh draft. yeah, that was a that was a discussion for a while in there. Yeah, and uh, Andrew Andrew uh Tykeson says uh, oh actually Keith Price says Swedish Swedish water makes great coffee. Out of the blue, I guess. Um. Uh, yeah. ben, let, me, let me ask you. <laughs> Bill, uh, Jason Miller asked, uh, I love Benner, but that skyward look makes me wonder sometimes, do his teammates ever interpret that as blame? Is he down on himself? Mm. What are your thoughts? I, to me, I, I whenever I threw head in the air or head back and looked up, that was always me. Like that was always on me. Yeah. My teammates knew if it was on them. Yeah, I was gonna say. Was, I was gonna say it was right at them. There was always a right stick pointing and yelling at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I had a. Uh, I I just had a play in our uh, uh, last regular season game of my ice hockey team. Uh, my uh, but the puck uh, was a two on one, bounced off my skate when the net guy tried to pass it off my skate in the net, and my goalie right away just shook his head. Ponder, what the hell? What the hell? And I'm just like, I'm, I already feel bad enough, man. Come on, leave me alone. That's, I know I'm I fucked up. That's yeah. yeah. I so just real quick, I remember that moment after I uh, had uh, started playing defense instead of goal, and I had I had one of those moments, and Keith Price was in that. <laughs> there was a shot from the red line that I tried to knock out a bit air. It just perfect redirection over his glove 
And I turned around and looked at him and said, "You don't have to yell at me." I know. <laughs> I I made a I made a habit if I if if a goal was my fault or I felt I was responsible for a goal, I could have made a better play, and the puck ended up in our net. I I before the goal, I could say anything. My bad. My, it's on me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get yelled at. I'm like, no. That, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I yes. I I I'll own that. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> I'd rather do that than have uh, than get chewed out by the goalie. <laughs> My favorite was one time I, uh, I was a couple of years ago. I had, I had a puck off my skate. It was a battle in front. Guy sled it in front, just hit, went off my skate. Like I was literally standing like right at the red goal line, and the goalie like looks over and he's like, "Oh, it's just you know whatever, you know shit happens." And the referee skates over and he goes, "You know that went off your teammate, right?" And my goalie looks at me and I'm like, "Did you have to fucking tell him? <laughs> like what the hell, man? Like I don't want to get yelled at." <laughs> the Blues outscored the uh, Wild twelve, uh, outshot the Wild twelve to three, in the third period. So uh, really nice period for the Blues in the third. They played uh, two thirds of a game and got away with it tonight uh, against a pretty damn good Wild team. So um, that uh, enough can't be said about that. So the Blues uh, they have uh, two. Does Arizona play tonight? I didn't look. Uh, they do. They're losing. Um, they oh are. my they god. They're yes. losing again. Three to one in the first to San Jose. Thank you. That's Thank what you. that's that's what I'm saying. Arizona has no interest in being in the playoffs. It is in the blues' hands to make the playoffs here. So we're we're three points up on Arizona. We have two games in hand. We'll have three games in hand after they finish their game tonight. And if San Jose holds on to the three one lead, still early, but if they hold on to that lead, we'll have a three point lead with three games in hand. Um and Money Puck already has us at almost 70% to make the playoffs. That's going to be up in the mid-70s tomorrow, upper 70s probably. Uh, it is quickly slipping away for Arizona. Because I, I think, uh, uh, what, last show, I think, I, or two shows ago, um, I said the Blues needed seven wins. We, th- we, we, asked, we talked about this, about the, in the last 13 games, the Blues would need seven wins. And later on, I broke it down. Okay, how can I get these seven wins? And I had one win against Colorado in the in the final three against Colorado. Well, they got two, so that was that's that's a bonus. And then I had one win against Minnesota in in the two to end this uh, uh, this month, and they have one already. So that's that's gravy. So the Blues are doing a very good job of of uh, finishing strong and getting points against really good teams, and Arizona is not. So uh, I think you can safely start making your. Tin foil Stanley Cups to carry into uh, Enterprise Center for playoffs. They're going to make it. They are. They're making it. They're making it. They're making it. Do you know the scenario that has to happen for if, okay, if Arizona loses tonight, the scenario that, that Arizona would have to win out, they have to win their final six games, and the Blues would have to only win, what, like three of their final nine or two of their final nine, something like that. Because so if Arizona uh, wins out, they have what five, after tonight they have six games left. That's twelve points. Uh, that that would put them what nine points out of the Blues. So the Blues would have to. They have uh, uh, nine games left. The Blues only need four wins plus a tie, five hundred record. So and that's what Arizona winning out, winning the, all six. So if Arizona loses once, they go five and one. The, I mean, the Blues, they can lose like six six games. 
they they got it. They got it. I'm not worried about it right anymore. I was I was I I was dead set worried a month ago. Now I think I think if they win tomorrow night, I will be much more confident. It's already already done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Already done. I'm just looking at this so, the scenario. I mean, it's hard to it's hard for Minnesota to catch us. Arizona. You mean Arizona. you mean Arizona? What I said Arizona. What I said, Arizona. You said, you said Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, sorry. It's hard for Arizona to catch us based on they only have five six games left, including yeah, you know, game. you know, look at 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 the the standings. The thing that makes me wonder because the Blues have played Minnesota so well, even in the first game this year, I think it was a two nothing win for Minnesota. I thought the Blues played well. Um, if the Blues had games throughout the stretch earlier when the Blues were struggling, how well would they have played against Minnesota? Because they've they've played them great, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, they had the one shellacking game. But beyond that, I thought the overtime game, they played well. I thought tonight they played – obviously, they played well. You know, it makes you wonder if they had these games – if they had these games early against Minnesota – how much closer would these standings be at this point? You know, I'm not saying the Blues would be, you know, uh, battling for second place or anything, but would Minnesota have 65 points at this game at this point? I don't know. It 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 it's interesting with the schedule that they have this season. It really has a lot of what ifs. You know, if if things were different. Brandon Thomas says, write it down. 4:28, 10:15 p.m. Kurt Price says it's in the bag. It is in the bag. It's done. The Blues would have to have, go an epic collapse to uh, not make it, and Arizona would have to almost win out. I think it's going to happen. Games, the stand, the points wise, we're three points up. Looks close. Th- those three games in hand are massive. Um. So, and, and it wasn't that long ago. Colorado had a few point lead on Vegas, but Vegas has gone on a tear. Uh, nine straight wins. Uh, Colorado with the two losses to us. Now they've fallen four points behind Vegas. They only have one game in hand. So Vegas, I mean, they're in the driver's seat as far as uh, winning the division is concerned. Would you guys – now, we're going to finish fourth. That's that's where we're finishing. So would you rather play Vegas or Colorado? Yes, Colorado. give me Vegas. No. Give me Vegas. Give me Colorado because uh, – well, it depends. It depends on who's the net for Colorado. But right now, uh, Devin Dubnik is the Devin Dubnik that we can beat. Um, he's he's having a shit game tonight, and uh, he's he's uh, really turning back into the Devin Dubnik that uh, was in San Jose earlier in the year, and not the guy that uh, um, was hot at just after the trade. So, um, yeah, if Grubauer I've been, comes back, yeah, maybe I want. I've been this. I've been quoted on this show as saying I want the best matchup and what's the best hockey. Um, and back in the day when the blues were losing to the Blackhawks and Kings every season, I used to say, give me Blackhawks every year. Cause I want to beat them. I just want to beat them. Um, Vegas. It's not that it really isn't for me. It's, I think the blues can beat Vegas. I'm not a big believer in that team. And I've said that for, uh, last year and, and this year. Um, I think if the bubble doesn't happen, I don't see them making the Western conference final. And I've said this multiple times. I think they're a lesser team this year than they were last year. Uh, I think that they downgraded by signing Petrangelo. Not anything, not a knock on him, but the talent they had to get rid of to make room for him. 
Uh, Nate Schmidt was their best defenseman. How much better is Petrangelo than Nate Schmidt, at least on that roster? He's better, but he's not heads and tails better. So I, I want Vegas. I think they're ripe for the picking. The only thing that bothers me with Vegas is their goaltending is phenomenal. Uh, Robin Lehner is, has been great. Mark Andre Fleury has shown time and again to be a playoff performer the last, well, really, since his collapse in Pittsburgh about six, seven years ago. He's been the guy uh, in the playoffs. So that's the one thing that, that, can, that bothers me. But I think matchups and, and just overall, I could see the Blues beat in Vegas. So I'm, and, and I'd, I'd welcome Colorado too because that'd be great hockey. But I, I want Vegas. I, man, I don't know if it's recency bias, but the last two games against Colorado, um, along with the what Bill mentioned, the goaltending issues that they have right now as far as health is concerned, and as far as Vegas's goaltending being superior, uh, I, and also the fact that Colorado has not gotten it done in the playoffs yet. They've kind of been a disappointment in the playoffs. So, and that makes you wonder if they're kind of like the blues of the past where they'd have a great regular season, one of the best teams in the league and then flop in the playoffs. It happened a lot. So even with a stacked team, right? So, I mean, until Colorado proves they can go deep, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm part of me wants them. Um, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of a weakness with Vegas right now. I, I as compared to Colorado, I, I see weaknesses with Colorado as far as injuries go because they've had injuries in the past. They've had injury problems all season, um, and in past playoffs, they've had injuries. So they have a health issue. Um, if you ask me now, I think I think Colorado. But uh, if both teams are fully healthy, I think it's a toss-up. I think it's a toss-up. Well, right. let's not let's not forget who coaches Vegas. A guy, to me at least, who has proven Pete DeBoer that he is not a playoff coach. He doesn't understand matchups in the playoffs. So I think we saw that with the, the Blues and Sharks a couple of years ago, the way that he kept shelling out players who clearly – were injured and could not compete even at 75%. Uh, that's another reason why I, I want Vegas. I, I know they look great right now, but I think in a month, what if Dubnik, be seeing a different tune. What if Dubnik's in that for Colorado? Would that change your mind, Jeff? No. It would, it would absolutely change my mind. Uh, that that's yeah. a that's that's the that's a deal breaker for me. I, I think that's a huge deal. and because I, I, I I mean goaltenders can win you a series all of themselves. So I, I and Vegas has that. So I that that's 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 Vegas the only has, thing for me. Vegas has that twice, right? That, yeah. I think that either Laner or uh, Flurry could steal a series for them. Ve well, um, you know what? Goalies goalies could also time. goalies can also cost you a series. Right. In a that's what, that's what that's what Dubnik would do. <laughs> but how do you not know Laner's not going to fall on his face? How do you not know Flurry's going to fall on his face? True. I mean, yeah. it could happen. You, but you never know. You never know. In a seven-game series, you don't know but what if, could happen. But if you're going to put money on a goalie faltering of the three, who's it going to be? All right. It's, it's going to be Dubnik. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, like I said, it's it's almost a toss-up for me. But if I had to pick, I'm thinking Colorado right now with the 
uh, uh, you're not sure exactly injury wise how they're going to be because they're kind of they're dealing with some stuff right now. So are we. So most teams are, but uh, I, I think Vegas is pretty healthy, are they not? Yeah, they yeah, they're they are. now that yeah. you know now that they got past the COVID thing and Petro's back, they're yeah. very healthy. Um, yeah. The thing that scares me about Vegas, a matchup with them, is you know, and you know, Kurt mentioned the recency bias. Well, they've just destroyed us over the last four games, and the Blues had no answer and have no answer for the team speed. Um, I think, you know, when it comes to goaltending, uh, I think Vegas, especially Pacioretty um, and Stone are in Bennington's head a little bit. Um, oh, Stone. <laughs> I mean, he, he scored a goal off Devin Dubnik's back tonight. Um, and, you know, just to, you know, make another point about Devin Dubnik, um, just completely, you know, out of position and trying to anchor himself out of position gave a perfect bankable shot to Stone and Stone took it. Um, but that uh, that matchup, I just you know Colorado, we were able to wear down. Um, you know their their speed is uh, is you know they've got uh, you know obviously McKinnon. Um, Burakovsky, um, you know, big thing that we didn't mention about the Colorado games, Brantman's not in the lineup. He's, a, he's you know, if he comes back healthy, um, it, it, it's going to be more difficult to play them. Um, but, you know, on their back end, they've got McCarr and uh, Gerard who can move the puck and are, are quick. Vegas just has team quickness that, you know, it's not, not just left to one or two guys. Um, and, and that's that's the thing the Blues haven't had the answer for. And uh, that's that's what I would fear, having a matchup against them. Uh, we're going to get into uh, uh, some Today in Blues history discussion along, and then we'll touch on the uh, couple of wins versus the uh, Avalanche, the huge wins that we had. Uh, but first, uh, here's a word from ID Life. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With rockin'thatidlife.com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit rockin'thatidlife.com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and rockin'thatidlife.com and tell Dustin Justin, that let's go blues radio sent you. You know, I have never been an energy drink guy, like those the canned, like the monster drinks and stuff like that. Never been. Oh yeah. Never been it. It's not. It's not for me. Huh? Yeah. I, uh, there was a short period in my life where I pretty much drank one every morning. It was basically my coffee, and uh, it. I I had energy. It felt great until about one o'clock. And the way that I attributed it was, oh, you just need to eat. You just need to eat lunch. 
and I'd eat lunch, and guess what? I'd be more tired after. Um, because, you know, that's how we are. We function less after lunch. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, man, I, those things do not work. They work for about two hours and then you just feel worse than you ever did. And I'm glad I, I haven't had one in years and I'm, uh, I'm glad about that. Cause whoo, man, those things take a toll on you. Some people live off them. Some people drink them every day. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. Like so three before or four we move day. on, uh, I want to, uh, I, I asked Kurt this before the show started. Bill, I'm wearing a hockey jersey tonight. I want to see if you know what this is from. I'm going to step up here, take a look. Huh? No? Oh, yeah. Yes? Yeah, it's uh, Mighty Ducks 2. Yep. Huh? Your Gunner Stahl. Gunner Stahl. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, uh, this is a birthday Jeff. present. Yeah, Kurt's cousin Jeff, uh, at one point in his life, uh, could have been the Gunner Stahl body double. Identical. Oh, nice. Identical. Identical. It was nuts. <laughs> Aren't they so friends on Facebook now? <laughs> I think so. I think I think Jess are their friends on Facebook now. Yeah. Um. So uh, today in Blues history occurs of the at STL Blues history to account. April twenty eighth, nineteen ninety, Brett Hull scored his twelfth and thirteenth goals of the playoff season in the St. Louis Blues four to two win over the Chicago Blackhawks. The thirteen goals by Hull in the nineteen ninety playoffs is still the Blues record for most goals in a playoff year. Uh, the Blues were bounced in the second round by the Hawks that year, so Hull only played in 12 playoff games. So he had 13 goals in 12 playoff games. Who knows how many goals he would have put up had the Blues gone the distance that year. He was on pace to break the record for goals scored in a playoff year. Um, granted, they would, have, uh, they would have had to face Edmonton, who eventually won the Cup that year, and then Boston in the final if they had gone on. So, But uh, that was that was tremendous showing by Hull and to shock we lost <laughs> you lose on a, a guy who 13 goals in 12 games Jeez. yeah yeah but that was the era and yeah also, yeah you lose five four games you know yeah and you know on the whole point uh, today is also the anniversary of him scoring his 36th career playoff goal which uh was noted as an nhl record i think that was a mike comito tweet earlier today uh, Jeff hung up, Jeff held up the uh, the incredible Hull Sports Illustrated cover when Hull was on back in was that 90 91 Oh geez that would have been 90 Oh hang on I'm not seeing it It's a date on the, on the front cover date. I'm not it's not on here It's got to be It's a collector's edition um. <laughs> I mean if it is my frame might be covering it Oh that's so. probably it yeah, I don't see it. Anyway, wah, wah. Uh, April 28, 1970, the Blues beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 5 to nothing in Game 5 of the semifinals, which is the equivalent of the conference finals, I guess, uh, today. Frank uh, St. Marseille recorded his first playoff hat trick, and Jacques Plante set the NHL playoff record for shutouts with his 14th. Plante made 21 saves on his 21st winning anniversary. Uh, the Blues would go on to win 4-3 to three in Game 3 in this series and head to the Cup Final for the third straight season in only their third season of existence. And uh, they would uh, eventually get swept by Boston, as everyone knows. Uh, uh, Keith Price asked me real quick, uh, seen the new Mighty Duck series? I have, Keith, and I love it. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's I've... great seeing Gordon Bombay back. 
I haven't seen it. I gotta watch it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I responded to Keith in the chat. I've, I've watched three episodes, and um, the, I, it's exactly what I thought it would be. It's Disney, so you know what the storyline's going to be. It's the underdog story, and uh, you somehow have to make Gordon Bombay the underdog, even though he's the hero in all the other movies. <laughs> it's great. But how about, how about Dylan Playfair? Like I, I'm yeah. just waiting for him. I'm waiting for him to like he he used uh, he used one of the lines from Letterkenny. Um, he he uh, referred to the uh, somebody on his team as a pheasant, and I'm like, oh come yeah. on, Bushmaster, <laughs> let go! Oh uh, yeah, I, I keep waiting for more quotes like that from him, but I haven't laughed at anything else. He's he's just. He's just kind of your typical yeah. hockey douchebag, which is a shame. Yeah. I yeah. need to check out Ted Lasso. Have you? Oh, yes, you do. I've heard oh it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I, I, I may watch an episode that. tonight. Yeah, I slept on that. And every fucking episode of that show got so, like, you, you oh. laugh your ass off. <laughs> and then you're like, wow, that was really good. And every episode got better. I, I, I haven't I haven't had that kind of reaction to a TV show in a long time. I love it. I uh, I, I watched the YouTube uh, like trailer for the series. Um, and I'm like, oh my god, how have I not watched this? Um, and everything you read about it is just fantastic. So uh, after yeah, the show tonight, great. I may I may uh, stay up and watch an episode or two. Yeah, great casting. Very Jason Sudeikis. So funny is fucking hilarious, and everybody <laughs> else that they got. Uh, just plays pretty much the the perfect role. The synopsis, if you didn't know, is uh, an American football coach uh, goes over to Europe and uh, is coaching a European football team, which is soccer. Um, knows nothing about soccer, really. And uh, so, and hilarity ensues, apparently. So we're, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um. April 28th, 1967, Falstaff Brewing Company purchased the St. Louis Blues TV rights. Uh, that was uh, interesting. Falstaff, uh, I, Falstaff is no longer around, correct? They're, they're gone, right? So it's a shame. I, I kinda, I, I'm very curious as to what Falstaff tasted like. Probably like Budweiser, I guess. <laughs> Probably like Stag. Probably like Stag, yeah. I like Stag. I'm a Stag guy. I never had hams. From the land of the clear blue waters? Sky blue waters, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, my grandpa always had hams in the fridge. You know, I when I had my beer can collection that was uh, tragically lost during the move, uh, I had a hams beer can that was shaped like a keg. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Love that thing. Yeah. Hmm. But it's gone. So uh, tonight's the uh, uh, well, not tonight. The uh, previous two games before tonight, the Blues uh, had two huge wins versus the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, in the span of two games, our playoff hopes went from, eh, if they play really well, you know, they should be able to get in. But uh, it's a tough month, so we'll see. And uh, they went to, uh, we're definitely getting in, as far as I'm concerned. Apparently, Jeff's still on the fence. <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, after the second winning against Colorado, I'm like, we're in. That's it. It's happening. Uh, and that's not me being a fair-weather fan. I've, I, can, I can halfway do math. But... Uh, so Saturday's uh, victory was uh, a lot like today's um, in a way. Where we're down 2 nothing early against uh, Colorado uh, and came back to, to win this one. The storm back actually a lot quicker. 
down 2-0 in the first period and then up 3-2 by the end of the first period. So that was uh, uh, a, another roller coaster period. And stuff you don't see too often. The Blues are doing that a lot lately, uh, giving you something you don't see too often in games, which is, uh, I don't know, kind of cool and kind of maddening at the same time. Yeah, I, so it, when this game was going on, this was, uh, you know, this was a Saturday. This was the, yeah, the Saturday afternoon uh, game. <laughs> yeah, I, I tweeted because I, I literally, you know, had stuff going on with my son. We were, you know, playing games and doing stupid stuff that father and sons do on Saturday. And the Blues game comes on, and I got him all excited. You know, I jazzed him up for the game. And then they go down 2 nothing. They take those two stupid fucking penalties. The Bartuzo one. That was awful. Just come on, man. The high what stick, the fuck? The high stick, I don't... It was a Shen's high stick, right? I don't blame right. him yeah. too much because it was a stick lift. It was a stick lock. lift kind of a thing. And his, he had one hand on the stick and there's a stick lift and it kind of rode up and hit the guy in the face. I was mad about it, but I wasn't like... I wasn't enraged like I was with the Bartuzo one, which was a stupid-ass penalty. Dumb. Right. Yeah. To, yeah, so I I tweeted. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, go ahead. You're, you're on no, roll. no, 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 no. Okay, all right. No. So, so yeah, so I so I tweet and and I was I, after they got on two nothing, I just said fuck this. I've got I've got stuff I could be doing, you know, and and I am not one to just turn a game off. Anybody who knows me, and you know, it's already what it's sixteen minutes left in the first or whatever it was, and I'm just like. I'm done. I'm not going to spend my afternoon cursing at the TV, ruining the day I've already had with my son. And so I turned it off and I went to like turn on Batman, the animated series, which is something the two of us just sit and just watch because it's the best fucking show on television ever. And you can fight me on that. Um, and he, he seriously, he got mad and started yelling at me and saying, hockey, hockey and so then i said all right i'll turn on another game and so i went to turn on another game and then i thought you know what if he just wants to watch hockey i'll just turn on a blues game and so i just turned it back on boy am i glad i did so i can thank my eight-year-old son for um making me turn back on the blues game because Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have seen any of it because I had turned. I was like, I'm not going to pay attention to Twitter. I'm not going to pay attention to Facebook. I'm just going to spend the day with the boy and do something fun. And uh, yeah, that I, I'm glad. I'm glad he made me turn it back on. O'Reilly was caught on camera as being very pissed uh, over uh, the second goal. And it was a goal that he was partially responsible for. Uh, a guy that uh, was his man at Houston was scoring. So he was really pissed. Uh, basically went to the bench and said, fuck this shit, uh, put the team on his back, uh, made up for his missed assignment, and uh, scored the next two goals to tie it, and then uh, ended up getting the third goal as the empty netter uh, late in the game. So, um, And his second goal was a thing of beauty. The first one was off a defenseman's skate, whatever. Um, you take it. But the second one, oh, my God. Uh, the 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 nice little uh, dipsy do backhand um, over uh, Dubnik who was cheating across expecting a pass and uh, O'Reilly beat him high near post and uh, Dubnik you know, puts his head in the air kind of like uh, like Bennington does when he's beat on a on a play where he was just uh, the guy you know either he should have had it or he should have known better so 
thought that was pretty cool. Um, McKinnon tied it in the second uh, on a uh, on a power play. So you're thinking, okay, second period, woes again, three three, um, but that's as bad as it got. So, uh, and the Hoffman ended the what the five on three, the two man advantage, the five year mm-hmm. drought. Five year uh, drought. Mike Hoffman scores on a five on three to end that drought uh, to give the Blues uh, the lead again. So again on the power play, or not on the power play, five on three. So. Yeah, the fact that it broke that drought, he gets credit for 23 goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, was, it was power play, five on three. So, but his office, again, so they're using him the Bill, way they how should. Long were you, uh, <laughs> Bill, how long were you waiting to make that joke? Uh, about five seconds. <laughs> Comedy's all about timing. Uh, you know, I, and I thought Colorado looked pretty impressive in the loss, to be honest. Uh, I thought the Blues uh, willed their way to victory in this game uh, impressively. Um, this was a good hockey game. I thought uh, Colorado um, scared me in this game like they like they usually do. But which was interesting come come Monday's game, Colorado didn't scare me in this game for they the Blues the Blues either made some adjustments and shut things down, uh, which I think was part of it, uh, and Colorado didn't play as well. So I mean they had an off game maybe. So uh, Blues skated 11 forwards, seven defensemen in this game. No Dunn, no Pareko. Um, and insert Santini and Mikola it's for their first. Uh, Santini is his, his first blue game with the Blues. I thought and he didn't get a lot of ice time, but I thought he was fine. I, 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 I yeah, He was all right. Yeah, he was. I mean, I guess with the defensemen, if you don't notice them and they're defensive, I guess that's good. That's exactly <laughs> so, what I was going to say. If, okay. if any defenseman, I don't care if they're offensive or not, if you don't notice them, then clearly they did their job. Even a Vince Dunn type. I think if if you're not saying, what the hell kind of pass was that, Vince? Then he probably played a good game. So yeah. I'm I'm good with that. I thought this was a statement game for the Blues. Uh, they played a very good game. Uh, they didn't have a down period uh, against a very good team. Against, and, and, and a game that, that uh, you know, you could have seen them losing this game. They just won the game before. You know, and so they're they're getting some points, uh, and they could see a, a letdown. No, they they played a good game, a solid game. Um, McKinnon, Landeskog, and, and Mc- wait, ahead. I just want to I just want to add to that that um, I think uh, talking about tonight's game, I think tonight was also a statement game in the sense that Minnesota hasn't played since Saturday, and the Blues stepped in, and yes, there was times where Minnesota second period mostly where they looked like the better team. But at the end of the day, in 60 minutes of hockey, the Blues came out on top. And they played. And it's not just that the Blues played on Monday. It's the fact the Blues played the Colorado Avalanche the last three games. One of the best teams in the NHL. Yep. And they were able to come out and get the win tonight. Um, just another big statement game by the Blues uh, uh, Monday and Wednesday. Yeah, I, I thought... Both of those games were, you know, what what I have been waiting to see from this team, you know, the in, in terms of the 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 will to push yourselves, you know, and and play in the big games and win the big games. Um, we all know that they have the talent to do it, and they just haven't put it together. Um, but to see them do it when it counts, when they're fighting for a playoff spot, uh, gives me hope that. Um, you know, we're not just going to go into the playoffs and get completely steamrolled. Um, so it, it's, you know, regenerating that hope. 
<laughs> it will, but you know what? It's a lot of fun. It is a ton of fun. To watch. <laughs> when you uh, get a game like that, you know, we're doing a post game show and they come back and tear it up in the third period to win. <laughs> you know how pissed I was? You know how pissed I was in the second period? I'm like, we're going to fucking post game show after this piece of shit game. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, and, uh, and we've, we've had nights like that where, where we've had to do a post game show after a terrible loss and we're just like, God damn it. Yeah. I hate that we already told people we're going to do this because yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> but we have had a few winners. Uh, the Roar Bacon game. That was our very first yeah, post game yeah. show. And yeah. we said we're doing a post game show. And it was and the same kind of thing. It's like, God damn it. We're doing a post game show after getting blown up by the Hawks. Oh, no. That was the Roar Bacon comeback game. Holy cow. Yep. That was fun. Uh, McKinnon, Landeskog, and McCarr uh, in these two games, these last two games. Where it combined minus nine, or I'm some minus sixteen in the two games. There were minus nine in this game, the, the last game. So minus sixteen for those three guys combined last two games for the Blues. So that's uh, that just that just shows how much the Blues kind of walked all over them after Colorado went up two nothing in the first game. You know, it's unfortunate in terms of being a hockey fan that we've seen so many defensemen like Kale McCarr come through and just dominate in their first couple years and then either teams figure it out or they start having injury issues and things don't work out. I feel like if anyone's going to break through that mold, it's going to be Kale McCarr. And, and and I'll say unfortunate again, unfortunate for Blues fans yeah. because he is going to be in the same division as the Blues. That dude is a dynamic defenseman. I, I don't, I can't Great. think of it. Maybe Nicholas Lidstrom was the last one yeah. I could think of who skates as fluidly as he does every time he has the puck. A generational talent on the back end. What, what we were yeah. promised Eric Johnson was going to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They said in the broadcast that uh, McCarr is going to be such a dynamic player. And I'm like, he's already that. He's already one of the best yeah, he's defensemen. There. He's yeah. already there. He's, I mean, in no time, boom, he's there. Was he like 23? And he's not, he's <laughs> not a, a Gus Despair or a Shattenkirk or even a Dunn in the sense of they can produce offense. He does both. He's right. He's great. He, he reads the great. play better than anyone I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> high hockey IQ and uses his speed to make up for any gaffes. Um, just that the play where O'Reilly walked him, that, that is, that is the exception of the rule. You know, <laughs> right. awesome. Great play by O'Reilly, but you're not going to see a whole lot of that from a car. So uh, Bennington made a rather interesting save in this game that I thought was kind of funny that uh, uh, he made a two pad stack save. Right. And yeah. So, which, which you don't see a lot anymore, uh, but you used to see it all the time. And it has a name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it was so funny. I, I thought, you know, can you, it's almost like you can tell someone's age by how they react to that kind of a save. Um, mm -hmm. And I wonder if the, the, the Blues Twitter kind of, the, the Blues official Twitter account said, oh my gosh, what a save. Um, what, what are we going to call that save guys? Let's hear some suggestions. I'm like, it has a fucking name. <laughs> it's called, yeah. it's called, it's got, it's got a two, it's a two pad stack save. It's what it is. It just happened all yeah. the time. It's like, it's like yeah. the accounts being run by 18 year olds because they've never seen hockey before 2000. 
Yeah, it's um, it, I I loved uh, the post game interview about that, um, where he uh, he said his dad texted him and said, yeah. "I've been waiting your whole career for you to break that out." <laughs> the way he said so, it, the old man texted me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, unfortunately for me, and and I don't know if you guys might be the same. I mean, obviously, yes, we see that back in the day. The last Blues goalie who pulled that out constantly and was the only good saves he ever really made. Uh, first of all, if I were to say that, who do you guys, who would you say the that was? only good saves he ever made. So he wasn't clearly a very good goaltender for the blues, but he was pretty good at the two bad stack. Is he a friend of the show that may have been on? No. So you're going to say no. Curtis Sanford? No, <laughs> no. I was going to go Millsy. Oh, Millsy. I was uh, more frequent than Millsy for me. Reinhard Divas. Oh, I don't and recall. Reinhard Divas, he pulled the two pad stack a lot and it usually yeah. worked, but clearly that's all he had. <laughs> so it was just. Uh, would you yeah, would you say the last awesome save, the, but, the last uh, the last goalie that we had that was from that era that used that a lot that was good Joseph would you say Joseph he, did use it frequently he used it a lot um, he had a lot of tweet a lot of weird twerks tweaks with it twerks a lot of weird uh, things <laughs> that he did he'd shoot the puck like off his knee with it like use his knee yeah, as a as right. a fulcrum for a, right. a little snapshot didn't thing have, didn't have the upper body strength to right. To throw the puck around the boards, I can relate. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he uh, I always, you know, when I think of a blues goalie pulling the, the two pad stack, uh, Greg Millen, uh, two pad stack poke check. That's yeah. uh, that and catching the puck between those wind light pads that they wore um, and holding it. I, that he was the only guy that I, I recall who made 20 saves a year where shot comes in, he catches it between his pads and falls down and freezes the play. It, 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 uh, it, it was, to me, that was his signature move, but number two was two-pad stack poke check. Uh, Bennington stopped 59 of 63 shots in the final two games against Colorado. The Blues have outscored the Avs, and this was mentioned on the air, uh, they've outscored the Avs five on five on five on five play this season. So let that sink in. The, the the Colorado has blown us, blown the doors off of us a couple times this season, right? But they do their damage on the power play mostly. So uh, five on five, we've had the better as far as goals go. So that's that's interesting. That We're is actually be... maybe another reason why you might want to see Colorado in the playoffs. Stay out of the box. Whoa, you never know. But. The key is to stay out of the box. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you put them in the power play, I don't care who you are, you're losing. If you give them too many yeah. power plays, that's uh, too good. They remind me of uh, the Vancouver teams from, like, the mid-2000s. Vancouver! How it was. How yeah. it was. Yeah. It was fucking, it's Sedin's. It was, you know, whoever else Marcus is up there. Naslin. Uh, uh, yeah. Naslin. Naslin yeah, those guys. It was, it was like Morris. every time they had a power play late in the game, they were going to score. And... Mm -hmm. But if you kept them off the power play, you were going to sweep them in four games. You know, that's all they had was the power play. And I'm not saying that's okay. Colorado can beat you even strength. But the Blues have shown that they can grind them out and they can beat them even strength. They just got to stay out of the box. 
Uh, we're late for a break, so we're going to go and uh, let uh, hear from Sunrise Brewery. Sunrise Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers, such as Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, the Rotating Pale Ale Series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penalty box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game, or any game. Visit CenterEyesBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the tap room. Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh, as far as the outlook goes for the Blues and down the stretch, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, those two wins combined uh, against Colorado, combined with Arizona's Monday night regulation loss to San Jose. And let's check in on the score with Arizona right now. They are three to two San Jose. Um, had games half over. So, so when we when we wrap this show up here in a, in a little bit, uh, you guys can uh, maybe check out the uh, Sharks and uh, Coyotes game, and the or the end of the Vegas and uh, Colorado game, which is a four to two game there. Vegas beating yeah. Colorado. Or if you're totally podcast addicted, get into Teal Town after dark. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. They, they, you got like another uh, hour plus before they're uh, hour and a half before they're gonna go on though. But yeah, I'm hoping to be asleep by then. But you know. Uh, before the game tonight money puck had our chances at uh, 69.4% I pull them up right now there are playoff odds they are currently 81.5% so there you go they're moving flatter remember it was it was just a few weeks ago wasn't it Mm -hmm. where we were like it in the teens I think. Yeah, to make I thought it. we were in the, in the uh, single digits. Might have been. Yeah, and 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 then Bennington says here we're you know we're coming, and then uh, they started playing better. Had that three game hiccup where they lost a few in a row. Played good uh, for the most part, I guess, in those games, but they couldn't get a win. And then, yeah, they've been moving up. So eighty one point five percent odds are pretty good. Uh, Hell month is almost over. So uh, after starting the month zero and three. The Blues have gone uh, six and three in their last nine, which puts them at uh, six and six for the month, which is pretty good considering this is a brutally tough month. So, what what what, what do we say before before this month started? The, with one one game left in the month to play, uh, if the Blues can play five hundred, they'll be in good shape. Yeah, I think we, I think we yep. said that, and they are right on the money for that. So, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I think we said they needed uh, seven wins out of. 13 or something seven the last 13 seven wins would get them in that's what i was saying so that yeah and that that's i think that's pretty accurate so we'll see they make well, it more than that it was said on this show so clearly it was accurate uh, we 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 bring it we tell it like it is mm-hmm. we want to get some comments we got a yeah. shit ton of comments we yeah, have read this is the comments Okay, let's uh, let's see what we got. First of all, there's a lot of Facebook comments here, too. Uh, Adam Gold, friend of the show. Uh, I think the Blues get fired up when they see Binner go throw down and act a fool up in here. Uh, I think that's 100%. Uh, <laughs> you have, yep. you have to say um, that as white as possible. Right. Right. I think that's, Jeff did. I think he did. I did. I did as best <laughs> as I could there. Uh 
Derek in uh, the YouTube chat says, I think we were making the playoffs with less wins than the losses in OTLs uh, combined. Yeah, that should be the case, right? What was the question? Sorry, I was reading another, another text. We're making the playoffs with less wins than losses in OTLs. So they have 22 wins right now, 19 losses, and uh, six, six, six OTLs. overtime losses. Oh, yeah. I they mean, we, could eclipse that, but I think they will. I think I think he's right. With As far as what's having more wins than losses, like combined losses? Less wins than combined losses. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, we'll... Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Which so I we'll think, see. Yeah, I mean, it's it, yeah, it's we're. I I get it. I get what you're saying. I mean, it, I mean, it's overtime loss is a loss. So, uh, Derek says uh, Kyrie will be protected in the expansion draft. We talked about how the oh, the yeah. chat here has been the expansion. Uh, let's see. There was uh there was some talk about Perron and I wanted to get to about it would be funny this is from Andrew Tykeson it would be funny if uh Perron goes to Seattle plays out his current contract which ends next season and then re-signs in St. Louis again I believe for the fourth time from a different team so yes that would be his uh if if that were to happen that would be his fourth contract signed as an NHL player and they'd all be with St. Louis that's gotta be a record that's insane. I, that's, that, to play I, I, for as many teams as he's played for, and to say that every contract he signed was would be with one team. Now that's if he does that. But yeah, that would be that would be that would be a record. I'm pretty sure it's a record now. Just three contracts with the same team, and that's no a new con- and state record, and no contracts with any other team. That's that's hard yeah, to that's, do. That's crazy. That's hard. Yeah. To do. Oh, uh, uh, also Lynch said that when they showed the Robert Thomas goal on the jumbotron at Bush Stadium, the stadium went crazy. That's awesome. That's awesome. Very yep. cool. Still scrolling through. So there is a lot of comments here. And we love it. Thank you, everybody, for uh, for coming tonight. Uh, Keith Price says, uh, I was talking hockey with some random people who knew a little about hockey. They asked me what icing was. Couldn't help myself. Slap shot. Oh, eyes in the puck go down. Icing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How's it go, Bill? Icing happen when the puck come down, bang, you know, before the other guys, my arm come go out <laughs> and play stop and start again. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, Keith Price it. says, I, I totally forgot about how the beer can collection was lost. Shoot what happened again. Cart, uh, I have the answer. I helped you move. I stole those cans. Mm. I have them. No, wrong move. Yeah, I've wrong been there. Oh. Yeah, wrong move, Jeff. That was a move before. Damn. It was right. Yeah. I tried. And if you had stolen it, you would have. Uh, I would ask where my full can of Sapporo beer, Japanese beer, is because they had a full can of that, which was probably disgusting because it was years old. But mm. <clears throat> uh, there was a question. Uh, I think it was from uh, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Tykeson. Going to discuss the Turner Sports deal. He has a take. Does he give it after that? Let's see. We are going to yeah. discuss it. Oh, yeah. okay. Any, okay. Here's my Turner Sports take. What if Turner Sports deal is the first step in getting hockey back in their headquarters city of Atlanta? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. I honestly, I think Atlanta got a shitty fucking turn with the Thrashers 
Uh, they were poorly managed from the start. They had one season where they made the playoffs and right. they were swept by the New York Rangers. That was the year uh, Keith Kachuk was traded there. Uh, that city deserves better hockey. I really believe that. And I really would love to see the NHL go back there. I think the, the fans, there are some great passionate hockey fans in Atlanta. But unfortunately, I just, two failed teams. Yeah. Talking about football, same thing here in St. Louis. That's what people say I just here. Don't, oh, you lost two teams. Yeah, you I can't just, get a third one. I just yeah. don't see it happening. But I, I'd love yeah. to see it happen, but I I think it's a long shot. Yeah, I, I don't see the uh, the NHL ever trying again. Um, and, you know, I not that the NHL makes big political splashes, but right now I don't want to see them drag. Ah, um, uh, yeah, right. Else that's going on down there, but good point. Um, I, I agree. You know, the uh, the the Thrashers fans um, have have just been screwed. But it would be some some kind of poetic justice if it were the the uh, Arizona Coyotes that wound up <laughs> in Atlanta. Ah. Circle. So yeah. Speaking of the Turner Sports deal, so in addition in addition to the ESPN uh, network getting the rights to air initial games next season. Uh, TNT and TBS will also broadcast NHL games next season. So it's a seven-year agreement uh, that was reached on Tuesday to air NHL regular season games, Stanley Cup playoffs, and Cup final games. So, And I uh, mentioned before the show that this is going to be essentially competition with the NBA on those channels. Uh, so I wonder who's going to get preferential treatment for games on those channels. Yeah, uh, I think well, NBA. Yeah, because those are NBA stations. It, it's and it, it's the most popular, you know, uh, the sport that's gained the most popularity over the last twenty years in um, in the world. Um, so it, it, it's hard to argue with it. But if uh, if they try to grow the brand, that'd be great. But I'll tell you, really bad first step when uh, one of your first tweets promoting it. You put Alex Ovechkin out there and the captain of the Oilers, except that you put fucking Andrew Ferentz in this week. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Yeah. We discussed this uh, before the show, Bill, before you joined uh, Kurt and I. Yeah. We, it's yeah. like, oh, hey, it's a white dude in an Oilers jersey wearing the C. So that's clearly right. Connor McDavid, right? right? He wears 21, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. If you haven't so, seen it, folks, I don't know if it was taken down yet, but I know Yahoo Sports, uh, they have a screenshot that they posted. And, oh, oh, oh man, yeah, that's which, bad. That which is bad. Andrew Ferentz, uh hasn't played in the NHL in, what, five years? And he's... Yeah, and the first right. the first response I saw was the one the story you referenced last week. Uh, somebody said, if you're going to use a picture of Andrew Ferentz, use this right. one. And it was him giving the double bird to the Maple Leafs fans. <laughs> yeah, it was the Canadians. It was, it was the Canadians. Canadians, yeah. Canadians, yeah. yeah. Right. We talked about that last show. Yeah. 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 Now, the um, the other thing that worries me about the deal um, is the potential cross-marketing of uh, wrestling with hockey. Because uh, T isn't um, Monday Night Raw. That's a... TNT. Uh, TNT, um, and one of the first things that I saw, one of the first times that I 
actually, I think the first time that I learned about the deal was a Wyshynski tweet at uh, one of the one of the wrestlers saying, I think it was Chris Jericho, saying, you know, now we can look forward, you know, if that deal happens, we can look forward to, you know, Jericho coming into the booth during the game. Oh, look forward to? Yeah. Jesus. Okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> and you, and you people thought Peter McGuire thing. was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I only have one thing to say to that, guys. Woo! No, don't. Don't. Don't be that guy. You're that you're that douchebag on Twitter when someone complains about the woo that posts the, all the the woo gifts. <laughs> I think it's uh you know what I think it is? I think it's that uh one in every three hockey fans um has to yell woo at hockey games. I guess for the three of us, that's me. No, I I do it I do it because I'm a ridiculous asshole who loves to make people pissed off, especially Kurt and Bill. So that's the only reason I say it. I will never say that at actually at a hockey game so you don't need to worry about that hmm. uh, um, yeah the uh nhl player safety uh, has just tweeted that you will have an in-person hearing tomorrow let's go blues radio play uh host safety yeah. in person <laughs> you, so we don't get the phone call hockey, we gotta go in person right no hockey podcast safety as, as <laughs> Jeff Ponder will have an in-person hearing. Are we going to the box? Oh man, we'll man! Shame. Blues hockey podcast must get called in every week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so the uh, and there was there. I didn't catch the full story. Did you guys hear this about Canada U.S. border restrictions extending into the playoffs? Do you hear about this? Uh. Discussion yeah, of neutral I, site I, for games is being considered if that happens. So yeah, yeah. All, all I heard was that that they may not have the restrictions lifted basically by right. then. So right, they're yeah. gonna have to because I was hearing a story today. Sorry, sorry, Bill. I know you have comments on this, yeah. but I was hearing a story today about how none of the Canadian teams have been uh, vaccinated yet. Is that true? Nobody on the Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have to forfeit their right to play in the playoffs. Then if that's the case. <laughs> well, I I think I, I I haven't seen that story, but I know that there was a lot of uproar um, when there was some you know before uh, before the shortened season started um, that um, there there was a chance that the NHL was going to have all the players vaccinated. There was a lot of uproar, especially in Canada about how you know players you know nhl players shouldn't be jumping the line in front of everybody at this point everybody should be vaccinated you know it's it's available to everybody go ahead and fucking vaccinate them they probably just don't want to do it in season because they don't know what the effects are going to be um but but is it is that the case in canada though is the question like right now in in america we're saying everyone has the opportunity to be vaccinated is that the case in canada yeah. i i don't know it could uh could possibly be i know that they've got the uh the astrazeneca uh is available um pierre lebrun uh tweeted out that he got that the other day um so i don't know maybe maybe they are uh somehow magically we got in front of canada in uh in vaccinating the, uh, the yeah and that's what that's what they should 
yeah, that's what boggles my mind is the fact that for, I mean, how long during this pandemic have we been, you know, Americans been saying, oh, look at what Canada's doing. Canada's clearly got this figured out way ahead of us. And then now I'm hearing that Canadian teams are not getting vaccinated. I mean, the entire, I don't know about the Blues, but I know that the Avalanche have they, been fully vaccinated. Well, the Cardinals have been fully vaccinated. The, the last I heard, Canada had a supply problem with the vaccine. Now that's been a couple weeks ago. And, but yeah. they, like they didn't, I'm, they guessing didn't have, I'm guessing that's the case. Well, yeah. And I, and if they, have a supply, if they have a supply problem, then it would be really bad looking. It, even if the teams wanted, the players wanted to get vaccinated, it looked bad if they were vaccinating those players ahead of other people that needed it. So, right. Right. well, no, they can't. They can't do that. I mean, no, listen, no. We now, can, if they can bitch all, if we it was can like bitch here, all we want that, that you need to like get this figured out for the NHL playoffs. You need to be focused on your citizens and who needs it more. So well, clearly, it, if there's an issue, right. they and, need to take care of that. But, I mean, it, the thing that boggles my mind is the fact that it's almost May of 2021 and you're having a, a huge supply problem up there. That, that's that, an issue. That's the last I heard. Now, but that was, that was a number of weeks ago. Uh, I'm not sure if that's been resolved. But uh, if it was like it was down here, granted, where now anybody can get the vaccine that wants the vaccine, uh, just go get it. That's all you got to do. So if you haven't received the vaccine, by the way, go get the vaccine, please. If you want things to return to normal, like everybody does, right. the sooner more people get vaccinated, the sooner, we, the sooner we'll get there. So you can't bitch right. and complain about things not being back to normal if you're, if you're actively, purposely not getting vaccinated. That's because that's your part of the problem. Sorry. Yeah, it's true. Um, agree, agree with that point completely. But, you know, I, I, I think that maybe um, at, at this point, the NHL could um, could it would be more appropriate than, say, before the season when, you know, even healthcare workers hadn't been, you know, vaccinated yet um, for the NHL to to do something to enable all of the you know, all the Canadian teams, at least the, the playoff teams, it's, it's pretty clear who's going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, Montreal could still uh, fall off to, to Calgary, but you know, those top three teams, you know, go ahead and get your guys vaccinated at this point. You're, you're pretty well locked. True. Uh, yeah, I was looking up to see if uh, I could find out anything on the Canadian players uh, not being vaccinated, but I can't find anything on it. So not sure if that's a thing or not. Uh, any other comments we got, guys? Oh, God, I'm sure we do. Um, Austin Lynch, Robin Lehner was pissed off. He was skeptical, but the NHL was going to lift some restrictions, so he got it, talking about the vaccine, and then the NHL didn't lift anything, and he's pissed off at the NHL. You know what? Um, you should. That's, that's an interesting take because uh, so he's – now he's pissed that he got the vaccine. That's a weird thing to be pissed about. In the end, he's basically pissed that he's pissed that the NHL didn't lift anything after he got the vaccine. Well, and but it, Which, that, that shouldn't be the only reason he got the vaccine, though. Yeah, that, that, I agree. That, that, that Get the be, vaccine so you're safe for you and your family. Yeah, or anybody you come in contact with. So that's, yeah. I mean, uh, that's um, why I got the vaccine. I, my mom, and listen, I don't know what his. I want to do shit. My mom's in her. That's why my I got the mom's vaccine. in her 60s, and every time I've gone over there for the past couple months, I've been, 
oh god i hope i don't have anything to like pass on to her because she's got some medical issues and so now that i'm vaccinated i'm like i feel no issue going over sure. there and and you know that's what i want i want to be able to like like you said do whatever the fuck i want i want to be able to mm -hmm. go to the store and not feel like i'm gonna cause anybody any issues i want to go see my mom and not have to worry about giving her something that i might be passing on i you yeah, you want things you. to open up. You want to be able to go into a restaurant like a normal person, like we used to, because if, yeah. if everyone were to get vaccinated, we could then go do that again because the herd immunity thing. We could we could get there. I just I mean yeah. we we started talking tonight. Like you know we're both vaccinated. We're you know a week and a half into being fully vaccinated. Um, you know are are we at feeling comfortable? You know and and the topic was you know. Blues make the playoffs. They start allowing ten thousand people in. Do we want to get tickets? And, yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, you know, it, you know, the, it's still up in the air. I probably would. Julia might not. Um, but I want to do things. I, uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm vaccinated, um, but I still, you know, apart from being scared to go to the grocery store because mass shootings. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's another issue. I hate that I'm. Yeah. I hate that I'm laughing at that. Right. Well, it's so ridiculous it, now. It's just out of hand. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I, I do want to get back out in public, and you know, I, I do want to you know that the time that we uh, you know went to Center Ice a uh, month ago, that was great. It, it was nice. It would have been nice, you know, to have a few more people in there. Um, but that night, that night was pretty damn perfect you know as far as uh, getting back out in public for the first time yep um I, I want more of that um you know and uh hopefully hopefully um you know i don't expect anybody to get uh um you know motivated listening to our podcast to go out and get a get a shot but jesus just get the damn shot i yeah i, I agree <laughs> It's not that hard. It's not a tracking device in it. If you believe that, you, you know, you've got bigger problems. <clears throat> does, does, now, okay. Now, there, I'm sure there are some mentally challenged people who might actually literally believe there's a chip inside of the syringe that's going to your body, right? That's, I'm sure that, that, that there's people that believe that, but uh, the any rational thinking person that actually... Does anybody believe that that actually is a rational thinking person, or just using that as a as a talking point, just to be an asshole? It's got to be, because that's that's it's it's saying this too, but it's impossible. I can't it, it, that thing kind of thing can happen. Propaganda is way too prevalent in our society today, and uh, too many people are are willing to believe. Uh, I pretty stupid shit. Maybe, but I think a lot of it's just being a dick, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Well, I will say that the three of us being vaccinated, uh, my my two week period after my second vaccine um, vaccine shot uh, ends on Sunday, and not to not to give anything away, but we are talking about next Thursday for our three hundredth episode. Uh, Bill, we haven't gotten confirmation from you yet, but I'm just going to go ahead and say this: Thursday, three hundredth episode. We will be broadcasting live together at uh, all at Kurt's house, as far as I can tell. Uh, so make sure you don't miss that one. That's a pretty big milestone episode for the three of us. 
three hundred. Yeah, I I was uh, looking at the uh, at, at uh, what's on the docket for work and uh, confident enough that uh, I can take Friday off. So um, I, I oh will, uh, <laughs> oh you're I talking about that. taking you're gonna take Friday off. I might have to do the same thing. Yeah, well, not just because. <laughs> You know we're we're gonna have fun uh, in an in-person show, but um, also we're um, a family coming in town and might actually play golf for the first time in I don't know, eight months uh, and move my mom into an apartment. So. Bill, that's dude, that's so nice of you to invite me to to golf with your family. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be there. I'm in. All right, all right. I, <laughs> hey, right now it's just two of us, so. Uh, we can, you know, for some, uh, we could, we could schedule a for some. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> you know, 300 shows, uh, other, other podcasts have done 300 shows like fan sports podcasts, but they'll do a 20 minute show like three times a week or whatever. Yeah. So we've been doing hour and a half, two hour shows for years. So actually, if you if you I think I, I, if you do the math, uh, I think uh, a, a show that a podcast that does like a twenty minute show uh, would have to do fifteen hundred shows or something like that to to equal the amount of content we put out there, like minutes wise. So that's what we do for well, you people. Uh, Kurt, tell you what, if you want to do the math on that in the next week, um, you can give us exact numbers i did the math actually. uh it's about 1500 oh you did <laughs> oh okay all right well good it's approximate but it's I close i tr i trust you i don't think you're lying to me at 1500 all. so yeah give or take support for let's go booze radio is brought to you in part by manscape the best in men's below the waist grooming products get 20 percent off and free shipping at manscape.com with code lgb look good smell good feel good with manscaped and by id life the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your dna visit rockin'thatidlife.com for more information that's rockin'thatidlife.com and get 10 percent off by texting dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell him Let's Go Booze Radio sent you. And by Centerize Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery. Visit centerizebrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact cur curbside pickup or to make a reservation in their awesome tap room. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's centericebrewery.com. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 33 of season nine of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues. Is it wild suck or wild sucks? It'd be wild suck, right? We'll have the answer to that question next show. So wild suck, let's go Blues! Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I'll look at fourth. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. 
Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.